All right, welcome back into episode 14 of the Greatest People You've Never Met podcast. Uh, joining me today is one of my best friends, Mr. Matthew John Wood. Google him. <laughs> uh, Matthew and I met uh, playing some amateur football back in the days, uh, trying to be a couple Brett Favre's, <laughs> make it to the NFL. Um, but uh, really kind of hit it off and uh, didn't know each other before that at all. And yeah, a million miles and a million stories later, here we are. It's Welcome. Been, it's been wild. It's yeah. been wild. Welcome, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, well, uh, glad you could come to Phoenix in the middle of July. It means a lot. Yeah, I don't know why I wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's the best time of year here. Just a dry heat, right? It's it's the humidity that gets you down. Here. It does. It does. You know. It was pretty wild last night, though, huh? Like that humidity, <laughs> you could really feel. You that. could feel it. It was different, like sitting on your porch, yeah. and like it doesn't rain down here. So to experience that, that was that was pretty fun. Yeah, it's nuts. So. There's some good storms coming, so you're coming at the right time. I do enjoy monsoon season a lot here. I never knew like how much you focus on the clouds. And like, like me as a yeah, person, you yeah. specifically, because like that, I'm home, a trained weather spotter. That's a real <laughs> thing. Okay. When I had to teach you about cumulonimbus clouds, that though made me question yeah. your meteorologist skills. Didn't say I was good at it, but uh, <laughs> shout out St. James, Minnesota. One time I wanted, I was like, this could be fun. They were having a weather spotter training. And I went over there with a guy who was in my investment club, uh, Jake Rupert, when I lived back in Fairmont. And uh, it was arguably like the biggest waste of two hours of my life you just watch tornado videos dude right like it's I, like youtube <laughs> tornado videos and that's the class you're a certified spotter now i feel like tornado watching is like in your future like you're gonna be a storm chaser is this like, bob the psychic part two yeah is this matthew the psychic yeah, I, part one i'm i'm is starting that to tell your future cool so. no, that's great appreciate that um, yeah, so welcome to Phoenix again. Uh, appreciate you coming down, hanging yeah. out with Don and I. 100%. Been a blast. Uh, we're currently, uh, just a beer update for everybody listening <laughs> around the world. Uh, Bushlight Apple has made it to Arizona, so that's exciting. Uh, it's a little overpriced, but it's worth every dollar. <laughs> Thanks to Ton, though. I mean, big shout MVP. out to Ton for MVP and clutching it yeah. at Total Wine. Yeah. Like, Let's be honest. $32 a 30 rack, though. I saw that price tag. I was like, that's a little much. But no, I appreciate it a lot. So. It's it's the last year, so you got to take advantage that's of it. True. So, that's true. And it, I, I can't help but feel like that's going to be a gimmick. You know what I'm saying? Like It has to be. Like, like hey, this is the last year ever, and then. That's what Jeff said, too. And he was yeah. like, uh, what did he say? I don't know. But it's basically the same thing. Like, it's everything's the last year. And I think he compared it to, like, a... Uh, like a rock tour, right? Or like a like mm. an artist like last thing. Yeah. Like in two thousand, probably like sixteen, fifteen, sixteen, I went to Motley Crue right. in St. Paul at right. the X. It was their last American spot. Uh fun fact, Tommy Lee's dad's from St. Paul, Minnesota. So that's why Shout I did out. that there. Yeah. Shout out. So yeah, it's cool. He did one the he did the roller coaster thing and then he was like uh a lot of people don't know this, but my dad's from St. Paul, and that's why it's so important for me to have it here. He gave up a lot for me to be able to play Damn. the drums. Damn. Anyways, uh, so then fast forward 
like to today, so seven years later, they're right. still on tour. So surprise, yeah. But the last tour I was there, the original last tour <laughs> ever of Motley Crue, the first last, yeah, the first last, yeah. I just imagine that Bush is just trying to pull a Tom Brady. They're yeah. like, they're like, hey, I'm retiring, and then surprise him. That's not. you know, I just what if he's the next face of Bushlight, Tom? I mean, living in Tampa Bay, that would be. It doesn't get any better than that. Like they should give it to Coquif. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to say like Cole Wetzel or something like I that. Mean, that. I thought would for be, sure that would be okay too. Uh, big fan also, but you are. We yeah. should try to get him on here. No, uh, there's been plenty of DMs sent to people that they'll never read for sure. Uh, if not we, yet, yeah, not no, yet. that's true. Not yet. Yeah, no, there's some exciting people coming that I told you about. Like yeah. that, I'm really yeah. excited about. Yeah. Um, just got to narrow down those dates, but. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of DMs have been sent. So just gotta slide. Just you gotta do. slide into the you DMs. Do. Couple, couple cans of something and a liquid courage, <laughs> and I'll send a DM to about anybody. So, uh, well, uh, so tell people about you. What yeah. do you? What do you? Who are you? Who am I? Um, well, I mean, kind of same, same story as you, just in terms of grew up in southern Minnesota. Um, ironically enough, like. 30 to 40 minutes away from you and we yeah. di- and we didn't know each other until we were 21 yeah yeah and uh, apparently as we found out uh played against each other in sports yeah that, and, yeah keep going so then. so um but yeah i grew up in southern minnesota uh you know agricultural background um you know three sport athlete football wrestling track um and then played baseball in the summer legion ball all yeah. that stuff uh, ended up going to school in in uh, River Falls, Wisconsin. Played a little bit of college ball, uh, and uh, you know moved back home. Ended up moving up to the Twin Cities. Um, you know started chasing the dream of coaching ball, and uh, you know coach high school ball for shoot probably almost eight years, I guess. And then have been now coaching college football at uh, D three school in St. Paul for the last three years, um, and also. Still working a full time job, so um, yeah, that's a little bit about me, and uh, that's where that's where the story story began is back home. Yeah. So. Uh, no, so to, to touch back on what Matthew was talking about there, uh, shout out T back. Uh, <laughs> we we did what probably most people do. Um, I think most males we opened yeah. the yearbook oh, yeah. pretty hard last it night. It was very hard. Yeah. yeah. No, it was wide open. We were swapping some stories about. Some baseball and whatnot, but uh, it's a good time. Uh, I think that's where Matthew and I really hit it off in life. We played a lot of the same sports, grew up the same way. I was yep. just a lot better athlete than he'll ever be. Very true. Um, Very true. Yeah. No, Much a lot more of athletic. people don't know that about me, but um, well, basically a freak. I mean, oh, I ran the were, 400 in track. Your 400 time was Minute clo- 29. close. It, it was close to mine. Yeah, like what my, were you my PR was like a 51. So yeah, you were so, close. You were uh, here's close. a fun fact, though. If I was a female, I would have went to state. So You would have. Yeah. Yeah, you would have. So, so Blazing yeah. speed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember how you identify because I can't see you right now. So. Uh, well, um, I, uh, yeah, no, I'm a man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't uh, know if episode 14 is where we want to get yeah, let's, let's Let's stay away. Let's yeah. Stay away from that. Uh, but uh, no, so... Uh, gonna kind of touch on that. I remember the first time we met, uh, we actually played at the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome together. Yes. 
that yes. was that was a fun time playing in the metrome dude that was and that field was hot we were playing yeah. in the middle of december yeah or no it was january january yeah, december january it was it and was cold outside for sure it, it was, was cold outside. it was a typical minnesota january yeah. and we're down on the metrome just dying and sweating it was yeah. so hot yeah uh, yeah, then we we played like the Sioux Falls Stallions, yep. I believe. Yep, played a team uh, that team from Sioux Falls, man. Yeah, that was wild. That was fun. A lot of good athletes. Uh, I mean, that was a fun time. Uh, there's a podcast coming up on this one. If people want to skip it, they can. But it's going to be hilarious. Uh, the tales of amateur football. Oh my gosh! Yes. Uh, shout out to Kirks because oh man, uh, amateur football is to me like one of the best and worst things about football. It, dude, it is. And the, like I was telling Bennett earlier that like just amateur football in general was like it was great. And it was a great experience, but, like, it's some of the worst football I've ever played. Uh, I mean, when we played on the Hogs, I know they listened. So, shout out Jay and Tanya Deutscher. Um, They did so well of, like, marketing the team. And, like, you said it the other day. Like, people loved the Hogs. And that's true. Like, we played in Truman, Minnesota. And Mm -hmm. the stands were always packed. There was always a ton of people there. Jay always had, like, halftime shows and stuff. Like, it's an experience. I mean, I I would kind of – I mean, obviously, you're not getting paid – Right. Um, right, and it's just a lot of dudes that just love football. Um, right. We played with guys that you know were Division One athletes, yep. um, guys that had you know tryouts and were in mini camps and stuff yep. in the league. Oh, so I mean, man. it's not like a lot of scrub dudes. I mean, the range of talent that we played against and with was extremely high to extremely low. Yep. Those guys that never played it down in football, but then also like guys that had shots to go to the big, big leagues. Yep. And like, that was just crazy to compete against those guys too. Because I mean, we both played D3 NAI ball, yeah. you know, which shout you know, out, you know, shout out to the Mayak. Um, and then, but at the same time, like I just couldn't believe like Truman, Minnesota, like tiniest town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And, there's just tons of people. Like people would travel to the games. We'd go all the way to the border. Yeah, and we'd go. People would be there. We had like, games in Iowa, and dude. we. I mean, sometimes you would play on a like, literally like just a patch of grass. Yes. Yep. Like they, somebody <laughs> like they didn't even have like a full yep. football they field. Wouldn't, they wouldn't yeah. just play on, no. play on a dude, patch. Of grass. It, was, it was wild. So. Yeah, I, I mean, it was an awesome experience. Like, I playing, like, I, I loved it. It was it was a ton of fun. Um, For sure. Like, and especially, like, like you said, like, I had an opportunity to meet you. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It's just super, super crazy what a small world it is. Sorry, I had a bush light apple burp. Um, <laughs> no, it is. I, I mean, like, I've met, you know, obviously you. I've met a lot of, obviously, people through it, but some of my best friends through it, and, um, so it's just a wild experience. Like you don't, yeah. I don't think I went into it like, Oh, I'm going to meet some good dudes. No. I just like wanted to keep playing football. No, ab- absolutely. So. Like, so the only reason I started playing is because, because my older brother, Steven yeah. was like super hyped about this. And I was just like, I just getting out of college. I was like, uh, okay, fine. Like yeah. I, I could play a little more football. Like right. I wasn't done. And like, it just ended up being so much fun. And like, you know, it, it picked up my game, like just in terms of thinking as like a coach even too. For sure. Like that's the thing is like playing with some of my best friends and yeah. my brothers. Like that was the only time yeah. me and my, both my brothers ever played on a field together. Cause we were so far apart. Which is so cool. That actually. we never, we never got to play. So Steven is seven years older than me. 
Brian was three school years ahead of me. Right. So like I was a freshman when he was a senior. Like, right. And um, I never got to dress for a varsity game. But as a freshman. As a freshman. Yeah, like right. most people don't. Right. So like it, we just never got the opportunity to play together. So right. then now like playing together in organized football, like all starting like on defense or whatever. Like it was, it was awesome. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was fun. And I think we're also fortunate, like as some, as people who then went on to coach that same team and in the league. Yeah. Uh, we always had like decent coaches and it's yeah. not like we were thinking like yeah. coaches, but because we didn't have coaches, but right. that was, I think kind of like, it was just the talent level we were surrounded by, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are probably sitting there la- laughing at home because they probably never went to a hockey <laughs> game. But I, I honestly wish people could have seen that. I mean, like, the spectrum of people, I could name all those people. I mean, guys that played, I mean, like well, you said, all over. I mean, people from all over the country would wind up there, like, just randomly. Well, and, and, and even one of our starting defensive ends is a pro boxer. Yeah. He yeah, is yeah, a pro shout boxer. Out, shout out Joey Abel, uh, yeah. Minnesota Ice. Like, he fought uh, Tyson Fury once. Right. So. so, no big deal. Yeah, and he like, also played for the Chargers. Yeah. Whatever. You know, so, like, that's, and, like, that was the type of people we were playing with yeah. and against. Yeah. So... Yeah, some yeah. really good dudes, some crazy people that you had never been able to cross. I mean, I don't think our paths would have ever crossed. No, I mean, no, I, I, I really don't no, if that wasn't a all. thing. Not at all. But, uh, no, it was a blast, man. I, I wouldn't trade those things. I mean, some fun. There is some fun <laughs> stuff um, we can get into a little bit. Uh, I think we really started becoming close, obviously, when we started coaching, and that yeah. was when we started coaching together. Yep. Um, uh, first year uh, – that Josh Johnson owned the Hogs, and it yep. was you, myself, and then Colin Munoz. Yep. And uh, we were hyped up. We were 23 Dude. years old, and we were like, this Dude. is the opportunity of a lifetime to coach oh, adults. Man. And it was fun, and it was not fun at yeah. the same time. Oh, yeah. Like, that was probably one of the bigger roller coasters coaching I've ever had because seriously, we were 23 years old, and we were coaching people <laughs> older than us. Yeah. Yep. And there's a lot of people that just would tell you, go fuck yourself. We're yeah. not doing that. Oh, big it's time. like, okay, well, big we time. are. Yeah. You know, big time. we we put in a lot of hours uh, to do that. I don't think a lot of people realize. Uh, yep. Shout out Moon because he was going to Gustavus, Gustavus at the time. Yep. You lived, you were living in the cities then, right? Or, no, no, no. I was back home. You were I was, in Wells. I was back home, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. I was and in Wells, yeah. And I was in Fairmont. Yep. And geographically, it makes sense. We would meet in St. Peter weekly. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, me and you would drive. No, we would meet in Cato, right? Yeah, and then we, and would, then we would go yeah. up. Yeah, so but, we would both drive like 40 minutes to, yeah. to meet and then drive another 15 minutes right. to St. Peter. But still just, you know, <laughs> geographically centered spot of St. Peter. <laughs> if, you, if you don't know what we're talking about, grab a map. Google, Google Gustavus Fairmont, and College. Find Wells and find St. Peter and yeah. tell me where the center is. Yeah. It's yeah. not St. Peter. It's not St. Peter. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, no, but we would go up there once a week. And, uh, yeah, man, I, we bought, we came up with an offense, came up with a defense. Yeah. I mean, that was no, that was a fun time. Yeah, that was a very fun time. Yeah, that was that was one of those times like we even ta- we even reminisce about that where we were like you go through this period of like when you're getting older of you don't know anything. Then you get to a point where you feel like, you know, yeah. everything. Yeah. And then you fall off that cliff to like, I know absolutely nothing. And like, we went through that roller coaster, like through that first year, I felt like we were like, heck yeah, we know. Yeah. Every, we know everything. Yeah. Right. Um, we ended up going to like the championship game for the league. Right. Yeah. And so like, then I was just like, okay, we, we know what we're doing. But then after we lost, I was like, okay, 
Like I need to take a step back because I don't. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that. I think there was a lot of. Um, I, I I know we were very cocky, big time, um, especially in that league and like. Like I said, I think people that probably played like town ball baseball in Minnesota could probably relate because there's some like good oh, rivalries dude. and you like you learn about people that you've never heard of in your life oh, yeah. when you're playing that stuff. Yep. And the greatest thing about it is the only reason you do it. It costs everyone money. You get yep. you get nothing financially from yep. it. It costs you money. You got to travel all over. You dedicate your weekends. But the only reason you do it is because you love that game. Yeah, right? you love it. You so, love it. But yeah, I remember like our big joke, you know, because we were all twenty three years old. We all graduated in two thousand ten, and uh, yes. so that first year we were coaching together, combined age of sixty nine. <laughs> that was our thing. Um, yeah, I just remember there was a lot of people that, um, like, just like coaches on them other teams. Like, I just remember they would like talk shit to us, and yeah. we would be like, "We're twenty three years old. Like, we're yeah. li- literally figuring this out, yep. coaching people that." And not to, like, crap on it, but, like, some of those people were so much more invested than we were. Yeah. And we were invested. Like, right. we just told you, like, we would meet once a week in St. Peter, Minnesota, so we could sit down together for hours. Right. And, like. Game plan and yeah. watch film and all that. For amateur football. Right. Um, but, yeah, man, that was a wild time. But so many good dudes. Yeah. I mean, so many stories from that. What's your favorite? Well, what yeah let's just do it what's your favorite <laughs> amateur football story oh favorite amateur football story um oh man i i would have to say like uh from from a coaching experience i would say we actually just talked about this was um like having okay we just talked about i had the opportunity to play with my brothers right yeah. so I, I would say number one like coaching my brothers like that was cool like and having sure. them, and having them be like yep and so, like, they both were listening to me. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, those two jokers don't ever listen to me. No. So, <laughs> being the baby, no. right? Um, so, that was super fun. And then, like, being able to coach some of those dudes, like we talked about, like, Sam. Like, yeah, who Sam hadn't played Yonberger, a deck, but shout had, out. Yeah, shout out to Sam. And he hadn't played, like, any, if much, varsity football. Yeah. And just came down. And being able to coach him in Dakota and have them be just pimps. Like, yeah. That was so fun. Shout out, DG. Yeah. And uh, he actually just snapped me on uh, Snapchat yeah, because yeah. he saw your ear. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So I think that's that's one of my favorites is like being able to coach some of those dudes and then like personally coach them position wise and have them do well. Like that to me was just like it because like that's now I don't do it for my own self, right? Like right. I want to see them succeed. So like right. being able to see success through them was like so rewarding, dude. It was so rewarding. I for loved sure. that. Um, playing wise, I mean, I would say playing wise, my favorite memory, it's actually a game that we lost. I don't think you were there for this one. It was just me and moon when we went over to, um, that team out, uh, West, they are black and yellow. What's, uh, out West there by yeah. oh, Buffalo Ridge Wildcats, yes, the Wildcats. Yep. Um, and that game I had probably the best game of my life. I had two I, interceptions. I blocked extra point. Um, it it was awesome. Yeah, I do distinctively uh, actually yeah. remember not being there for that game. Yeah, you you weren't there. It's just me and Moon. I, I'll never forget that because me and Moon were like getting hyped before the game. Shout out Moon, miss yeah. you, buddy. Um, and yeah, so we ended up losing that game. I think we missed a two point conversion to win the game yeah. or something like that, and it was super sad. But yeah, personally, that was probably the best game I ever had as a hog. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so, those are fun stuff. You I mean you and I kind of. 
we'd like to talk about it. Not like just like every time we're together reminisce, but right. like if we get a couple drinks in us and then it's just like a funny <laughs> thing or we, we like hear a name that we haven't heard in forever and we're like, oh my gosh, like dude, we remember this guy oh and then we just gosh. go for hours. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're like high school kids reliving for the glory sure. days. For That's sure. exactly what it is. I think personally for me, um, Definitely playing was my first year on the Hogs, and it was always just Dakota and I, and you weren't there yet. Mm-mm. And I didn't know, like, anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I knew who some of the names were. Like, there were some local guys that I knew, but um, you need one? You need a bushel. Yeah, I apple. love okay, a bushel cool. apple, please. Sounds good. Here you go. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude. I We went to Albert Lee, and I'll just, like... Everybody who like is really close with me knows like I have a stupid brain on me and I can recollect like anything like second to second details of the situation. It's, 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 tr- it's, it's, it's troubling. It is. It is. Um, so no CTE here. Uh, <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Um, but uh, we were playing the Elderly Grizzlies and they were like good. Which is a wild thing. Yeah, like, it's rare. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, flash in the pan. And uh, I'll never, like, the first play of the game, like, they, we had not given up a point all year. Mm-hmm. And it was like week five. And I think they were undefeated at the same time, too. And there's a lot of things I remember that just start pouring in. I feel like Bob the Psychic right now. Like, their voices are talking <laughs> oh to me. Like, shout out Bob, though. I mean, if dude, you Bob's listen, the man, dude. People, a lot of people reached out, love that podcast. Dude, I want to meet Bob. Yeah. We'll have to. I mean, yeah. Uh, sorry to sidetrack, but. Anyways, uh, I remember Simon Bover. It's a no-blitz league either, just so everybody's aware. (laughs) Uh, Simon Bover, like, fake blitzed from his safety position, and they just threw a bomb right over his head. And I was like, okay, what's going on? Uh, Anyways, the game goes back and forth. I remember Dakota got hurt. He was playing running back. And we were down... I feel like we were down like five or four points. Yeah. No, we might have been down six. Um... I don't know. It doesn't matter. We were down, and it was the last drive, and I probably had the worst last drive of my life, and it worked out so good. So, uh, Tate Anderson, shout out, one of the Tate, greatest dude. humans I've oh ever met. Gosh. If I could find Tate Anderson in the world, he would be on this podcast. I have no dude, I, I have no idea. I haven't seen him since I was last at a Hogs game. Yeah, his like, last game, dude. That was the last time I saw Tate, and I know there's people listening that know Tate, and he is one of the most genuine human beings you will ever meet. He yeah. will tell you how it is, and he means it, and he is... He was simple and plain, but he was always a good dude and just genuinely one of the my favorite people that I've ever met. He he was by far the most selfless person that was on the Hawks <clears throat> on a football anything. team ever. That yeah. guy played everywhere. Yeah, he was he the most selfless person yeah. that I'd ever met. Uh, so uh, shout out Tate. I had a terrible snap. Alex Fisher was quarterback. We're in gun, and it went right to Tate. And uh, he took it for like fifty five yards. Like it looked <laughs> like it was supposed to be a direct snap. I mean, we did have a run play called. Right. I think it was like a little sweet, but I mean, it Thank it God. just worked. Thank but God. I snapped it right to Tate and Animal. Gone. That's awesome. It's called misdirection. Yeah. It's called misdirection. And uh, then uh, the last play of the game, literally, I think there was like three seconds left. We're on the goal line. And if you've ever played, I mean, quarterback or center, if you know a lot about football, if the quarterback's going to sneak it, and that's not the called play. They're supposed to tap your butt. Uh-huh. And uh, Alex Fisher never did. And they had, like, one of the largest humans I've ever had to try to move <laughs> in my life. And 
It was fun. I mean, yeah, Fish scored. We won the game. It was wild. It was a mud pit. Uh, there's an awesome picture out there. Uh, looks like a Civil War picture. Uh, it's just like a black and white thing, and it's just so funny. I don't know, but it was it was that was uh, that was a yeah it was that was That's a fun awesome. memory for sure. That's probably about same same time frame of when that game happened. It was around Civil, Civil War, yeah. yeah, very similar time. Yeah, we actually we didn't play the yeah uh, the Grizzlies. We actually pay, played the Confederates, and uh, we won. So shout out America, USA, USA, USA. Uh, but uh, no. A lot of good people there. Uh, Coaching-wise, I know there's one that you'd like to tell because you've never been madder at me. Oh, uh, dude. It was our first time coaching at U.S. Bank Stadium, and uh, which is an unreal experience. That's another reason I'm so thankful for yeah. the SBFL and the Hogs oh, dude. and uh, the Lakers. Yep. But just to get to play at those places where you dreamed about playing and mm-hmm. going to games, and then not a lot of people get to do that. No, no doubt. Okay. So to play and coach in those stadiums was incredible. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can tell because you, you like to bring it up. Uh, so, yeah, ironically enough, this came up when I was talking to Tawny. And That's she, so funny, too, that she picked you up from the airport. And from that time to you getting to our house, <laughs> this was the story you told her. Well, so. Like, she, how did that come up? So I think I was asking her if she's ever been mad at you. And for sure. And in this long story short, she was like, no, we don't get mad at each other. So shout out sweet to you. Love you. <laughs> and uh, I was like, hey, you know what? I don't think I've ever been mad at Bennett either. And so I was racking my brain of my CTE brain of when could I have ever been mad at you? And it was during that game at U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah. So this team was driving. They had no timeouts. None. Um, driving on our defense. And we were just slowly, like, stopping them. They got it down to, I think, what was it, the five-yard yeah. five line. And they had no timeouts. I think there was ten, less than 10 seconds left. I don't know. It was, was going to be the last play of the game. Uh, anyway, I'm down at the 25-yard line, as far down as I can go, like, calling in the defense. And Bennett. Sprints! I swear to God, it felt like you sprinted from the other goal line. You came past me so fast, like oh, I probably was. I you, bet you, I was on the other twenty five. He sprinted all the way down yeah, to the to sure. the official and called a timeout. And they were not organized. The other team was not ready to roll. They were. They were. There's no way they were going to score this touchdown. And he sprints down there, and calls a timeout, and I was just like, I was heated. I don't remember if I even said anything to you in the moment. There. No, you didn't. I just was, I, I think I said, why? And then ran out onto the field. And, yeah, you did. And you did. I do remember that. I was so mad. I was like, what are Good times, you dude. doing? Um, Good times. And that is the only, probably, yeah, I'm going to call it out. That's the only time I've ever been mad at you. Yeah, I was not being, and that's, that's the, I mean, you don't That's know until you know. Game. Yeah. You and I, know. Ju- I honestly, I should have asked, but I felt like in that situation, personally, I was like, he, I want to give him a timeout. Like, I wanted yeah. you to have time to be perfect. And right. I, yeah, you, uh, hindsight's 2020, let the clock run, and they got to make quick decisions. But I yeah. just felt like, because. Prior to that, and this comes back to, if you listen to this podcast weekly, me talking about my overthinking, <laughs> prior to that, we had made a stop on defense and got the ball back, yeah. and all we had to do was run the clock oh, out, yeah. and we had John Wolf, who's 
incredible athlete. He won the Division II uh, Heisman, the Harmon Award, or whatever. Athlete. He played quarterback for us. That was fun. Shout out, Wolf. Yeah, shout out. Tons Wolf. of fun, actually. To yeah, it's super it, cool. It dude. was a cheat code. Anyways, um, so I just remember we just went to like we called it beef, like a heavy package. <sighs> yeah. We won a lot of games in that league. We running did. that, we and did. we did. Um, all of a sudden, dude, the snow, I don't even remember who was playing center. It might have been uh, Derek Harder. I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, but, yeah, the snap, I don't know if it was bad, but then Wolf picked it up. It never really got it. And then I just remember hearing Dakota come through and kick the ball. Like, he was playing running back. Mm-hmm. I just remember hearing the ball get kicked on the ground. And it was like if you've heard like a punt, if you've been around that situation or somebody kicking off, it's it was louder than that. It's, it's and that we were in a stadium, like, you know. It was like oh. it was just so wild, and that ball went like forty yards, like perfectly through the line, and their safety all of a sudden had it, and yep. it was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, oh, I, I'll never forget. I was standing on the opposite end of the field, just like sitting there, like, "Yep, we got this thing. Like, let's go." And then all of a sudden, I'm like. Wait, how did I was like we ran the ball this play? Like, how does their DB have the football? Yeah, like, oh my gosh, that, that was, was that was a that was a wild sequence of events. But then, like, there was like everybody was like freaking out, and I oh, just dude. felt like I just felt like in the moment, like games yeah. on the line, call oh, yeah. timeout, and yeah. then they ran a slam yeah. for a touchdown. The rest is well, yeah, they, I mean. Yeah, they just ran a rub route and scored. Yeah, so no, it was wide open. Which, yeah, which is the way, which is the way you do it. Um, yeah, but uh, but that's that's the benefit, dude, of like being in those experiences. Like, like I, I remember, like we had that conversation like ahead of time. Like, hey, like you were in the header position, so like whatever, like I was going to stand behind you no matter yeah. what. So I was like, okay, if you need a timeout, whatever. Like we we actually did a really good job communicating. Like, hey, I yeah. ne- I need you to run the clock a little bit on this yeah. drive or whatever it was, right? Like, I felt like I was in a position where I was like, I'm not going to judge you if yeah. you do something like that. Like, I can be frustrated. I can yeah, be that, pissed. No, it's, it's okay. But like, be. Right. So, like, I, I always felt like, you know, you got to respect the guy that is putting all the weight on his shoulders, and you did that. And I was just like, dude, we were at that, I think that game we were 24, 25, something like that. Yeah. And so, but, like, still, like, I think you develop enough respect for somebody where, like, and, and like you said, like, you're going to live and learn from those. And, you know, like yeah. you said, that's the way it goes, man. I mean, it's That's just life. wild because I think, like, to that point, like, a lot of our philosophies of the game were the same when we mm-hmm. met. And I remember, like, going through all these things that first year when we were 23. And at that point, we were probably, like, I, I think I was head coach yeah, for yeah. for the Jags, yeah. too. Already. I think you were, yeah. yeah. Cause, and, I brought, and TK was on the sideline with yep. me. Yep. Um, but anyways, I just, I, I just remember, like, going through, like, a lot of, like, when we first like started like talking about ball together, we were going to coach together. Like a lot of our philosophies together mm-hmm. were matched. For like sure. uh, you know, never just take the delay a game, save the timeout. Yep. Obviously, like yep. based on situation, but yep. you know, like things like that, like little things like that that we were like core values in our coaching oh, the yeah. game of football. Hundred percent that we were so tight on, and then it's like in a in a in not like that winning that game would have altered anything in right. life, but right. it's just like one of those, like at that time, you never know if you're going to be able to coach in that Dude. place again, right. you know? Right. And luckily you've been able to, yeah. TK's been able to, yep. and that was my only, that yeah. was my only time. So right. as of now, yeah. um, so far, yeah, so, so far. far. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, man, that was uh, that was fun. That was super fun, dude. That was fun. Shout out, hey, shout out, TK. When you listen to this, dude, oh, you yeah. gotta send me any twenty twenty threes you got, buddy. Appreciate hey. you. Shout out to recruits. Uh, no, so let's dive into that a little bit. Sure. Um, we, I think we obviously went on a little bit of a separate pathway, but for a long time, I felt like we were on the same yeah. course. And, uh, you know, now that things are happening in life, I'm kind of trying to draw myself back to that course. But, for sure. Uh, there's, uh, just tell everybody what you're doing now, where you're at, yeah. how it's going, and then we'll go. Yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, to, to what you said, like, Bennett's been – you've been the guy that I've gone to the most for like advice on like, what should I, what should I do for this? What should I do for that? Um, so I, that's been super helpful. And so like I'd mentioned before, like I'm at uh, D3 school in St. Paul, Hamlin university. I'm a linebackers coach. Shout out pipes, roll pipes, roll pipes, baby. Um, roll damn pipes. And then, so, uh, essentially I had applied for, I think over like a two year period, like I'd gotten the green light, like, Hey, let's, let's chase this dream. Like I had a complete switch in my mentality where like, I'd always wanted to coach college ball and, you know, eventually, you know, I just had a change. I was like, I'm going to chase this. Yeah. I'm going to do this. And, you know, I think from the outside looking in, you know, any other coach that's potentially listening to this, you know, um, they're like, Oh, you know, how did you get into college? Whatever it was. Um, and it was not easy. No. Um, it took years. It took, I, I think I told you I applied for hundreds of jobs. I remember you literally sending me screenshots of like just sending emails to everybody. Yep. I mean, yep. you, and you put like the thing that I love about you, you would put like the importance yeah. on them. Yeah. And so you would know at least if they got opened. Yeah. So what I ended up doing, dude, is, um, so for anybody that's looking to get a tip on if people are opening your emails, I just created a free, um, HubSpot account, which is a CRM tool and you can t- attach it to your Gmail and you can track if people open your email or not. So I knew if people were opening my emails. So, I mean, I, like I was emailing like, I remember you emailed PJ. I Flat. emailed PJ. PJ opened my email. Brett Venables. Uh, Brett Venables hit me back, dude. That was cool. Yeah. That was right after the national championship game that they won. So that was that was sick. So um, hopefully connect with him sometime soon again. But um, so, yeah, now, um, you know, I, I was kind of it was during COVID. So COVID had just yeah. just started. started. Um, so when I finally got my opportunity, it was right during COVID. And um, there's this website called The Scoop. That's where you go if you want to find a college football job, basically, for the most part. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was rolling through there one day and I saw Hamlin University and I was like, no way. So I was like, shit, I was like, I'm going to apply. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I emailed um, the DC at the time there, sent him my application, everything. I had a call with him, you know, a couple of days later. Like it was very quick and I was like, sick. Uh, didn't hear anything from him for like a week. And so I emailed him back and was like, Hey coach, you know, really appreciated your time. Um, you know, just wanted to see what our next steps are. And he emailed me. It couldn't have been 30 minutes, dude. He emailed me back and was like, yep. Are you free? But I think it was tomorrow to have a call with our head coach, um, and him again. And I was like, uh, yeah, sounds good. Like I'm, I'm in. Um, so got to talk to, uh, my current head coach now, coach Taylor, shout out coach T. Um, and, uh, he calls me up, dude, this is so funny. He calls me up and he's like, Hey coach, you know, I appreciate you taking the time. You know, this isn't an interview. (laughs) 
and I was just like, okay, like, yeah, yeah this yeah, is not, not an interview, right? Um, so we just talked ball. And uh, what ended up happening is, you know, he was asking me questions about like, oh, what positions would you want to coach? You know, whatever. And he, this was his question to me. I'll never forget this. He was like, if Nick Saban called you up today and asked you to coach a position and, you know, what would you be the best at? So yeah. I was like, corners. Yeah, absolutely. Like, talk, talk to corner play for a bit. And then, then we got out of there. Um, so then the next step was I had an interview with uh, the head coach, DC, and our D-line coach. And so, you know, had the opera. I was like, this is the last. And I was like, this right. is it. So I prepared all of my DB stuff. I had, like, a ton of DB stuff ready to roll. We get in this interview, and all we talk about is linebacker play. Solid, and I'm like sitting there, like, what? I, I so I'm pulling all of, from my Rolodex of linebacker memory, like all this stuff about like linebacker play, like how I would coach it up, like whatever, um, you know. And then, you know, late, it was like a day or two later, they hit me back and offered me the position. So, um, which honestly, dude, like in college football, it is not common for you to interview in for a job, right? So, it's, like, it, yeah, no, it's no. it's not about who you know it's about who knows, knows you. you and like i've never known that more now that i start coaching with guys and wanting guys that are with me that i trust and that i know what they know right you know what i'm saying so like in, in a normal corporate job so like my job that i'm in right now corporate job like i didn't feel like i hit my stride doing that job till like a year into it yeah that's like not a thing in college football that's no. not allowed like no. you have to be able to come in and execute and teach and do your job right away. Right. So that for me, like getting that opportunity was like so huge. So I was at, um, there's this convention every year, AFCA convention this year was in San Antonio and you know, you're walking around with guys from all over any division. I mean, it, for one, those who don't understand yeah. every coach almost in America, in America. goes to AFCA. Yeah. I mean, you, there's a, you can be on the elevator with Nick Saban and yep. then get off with yep. Jimbo Fisher. Like it's, yeah. I mean, they're there. Yeah. I got to meet the Arkansas head coach. Um, you know, I walked right past Dabo. Like I walked past like tons of dudes. And so like you're there as a D three coach and you kind of like feel small. Right. Yep. And so like I had a, I had a moment, I think I was riding an escalator to go listen to uh, the West Georgia DC speak. So I, they're D two school out in Georgia. And I was like, I want to go listen to this dude. And I was riding up the elevator and I like looked over and I was watching these dudes interview. And I was like, those dudes would probably kill to even just be where I'm at right now. So that really humbled me in that moment. I was just like, I need to make sure I make the most of this. And then that's where I like, I heard this saying like, you need to, you need to bloom where you're planted. And I was just like, wow. Like I was like, I, that, I need to make sure I make the most of this opportunity no matter what it is. So like, that's what I've been trying to do is just be comfortable being uncomfortable always. Always. Like you, you can sit in your little comfort zone. Like I could be like, Oh yeah, I, I know everything about where I'm at, whatever. But like pushing yourself out of that is what's really helped me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now, now been there, this will be the start of my third season. Um, my first year there was wild. My first year there was COVID. wild COVID. So we didn't play any D three games my whole first year. And so here's the other thing Bennett too is, my whole first year, I wasn't even allowed on campus. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't a full-time employee, bro. So you had to Zoom and, and like I do zoomed. team meetings yes. and shit. So, like, I got hired to be there. I, I literally never got to meet a player in person. I didn't even get to meet my head coach in person until at 
like after COVID. So it was like over a calendar year. I hadn't met any of those guys in person. Yeah. (laughs) So that was super wild. Um, So COVID was a wild year, uh, just to say the least. Yeah. And I actually got late. Like I got laid off from my my other regular job because of COVID and then got hired doing that. Right. Yeah. It was wild, man. It was wild. Uh, Just touching on the clinics. uh, Matthew and I used to go to about every single one. Glacier for sure. That was yeah. our thing. Glacier. And uh, kind of like touching on what you said um, about, you know, bloom or your planet or just be in the moment and appreciate the opportunity. I remember the first year we went and we always said like, okay, I sit second mm-hmm. row, first chair away from where their computer is open. So that coach has to look at me. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm right there. And... I remember that first year we went, we kind of were like shy and timid and Big time. we didn't talk to like a lot of people. We just took our notes and then we went back to our hotel room and we hung out and we yep. compared notes and it, we were just very <laughs> shy. And I remember leaving there and we're, we're like, babies. we're never going to be like that. Yep. And then the last year we went, which was just before COVID yep. popped off in America. Yep. Was it was right before, literally weeks yeah. before. There yeah. probably the was, that was probably a super spreader event. It was, it was definitely was. Um, but I just remember at that clinic, people thinking that we were big time coaches. <laughs> First one was you had that Ole Miss shirt on. Shout out, and people came up and they're like, "You you coach at Ole Miss, dude?" I'll never forget that. We we got up, we were leaving a speaker, yeah. and we were walking out. This dude comes and introduces himself to me. And I'm like, what's up, dude? Like, hey, nice to meet you. And he thought I coached at Ole Miss. Yeah. And I just wore it because, like, I couldn't wear my Ole Miss stuff anywhere else. Like, still can. Hence, I'm wearing it right now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was just like, shout out Lane Kiffin, Joey Swampwater. Love that dude. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was the most wild thing ever. And then somebody somebody did that to you, too, because you were just playing, wearing plain Nike stuff, right? I was in my, well, I was, yeah, I, you know, nice shoes and my nice right. golf pants, you know, in my one of my Jags pullover things. Yes. But it just had the paw. Yes. And it was uh, Aaron Whitaker, who is now the D-line coach of the Jets. He went to yes. the, he had, he, yeah, was, he was at the 49 just right. got yeah. He just left the the Bills to go be with the Niners because he was yeah. tight with Robert Swallow. Yeah. And uh, I remember, I just asked him. I was like, it kind of was like my attention getter of the right. coaches. It was the same question every time. I just said, "Hey, what what is one item that you use at practice that you wish every high school or every football practice in America had?" That's a damn good question. Yeah, just it's just like a good icebreaker, right? Because then they're like, okay, this guy's thinking. And he drew me. Um, it's like a it's like a half bag for a sled because it's D-line stuff, so you can work half mile. And it's something that probably only the NFL and top teams have. Right, 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 right. right. But it's like it's on this swivel. And yep, I, like, I know it exactly, sounds, it sounds I know exactly expensive. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And then the kid in front of me. And then we kept talking, this guy in front of me, and I don't know where he coached, but you can always kind of tell where they coach based on right. their attire, right? right? right. And uh, he turned around and asked if I was at Clemson because I had the, the paw. That's on my awesome. Shirt. I was That's like, so yeah, awesome. no, I'm not at Clemson. Dude, no. and, and speaking of asking questions, like the worst type of people at those clinics are like the people that will sit there and poke holes in what those guys are presenting on. Correct. And it's like, dude. Obviously, they came and said they're going to talk about this, this specifically. And we, I mean, for the most part, people are going to know. 
yes, obviously cover three, you know, again, potentially get beat in the seams, whatever, right? So There's I mean, holes in everything. Right. You can't stop everything. And that's something that, like, even my guys that I coach right now, they struggle with that sometimes. Like, you can't stop everything. It's just it's the way it is. No. Um, so, you know, I, I think that was always something that frustrated me is, like, they would ask questions and be like, well, what do you do about this? What do you do about that? And it's like, well, I'm not going to run this. You yeah. know, if I, if I know they're going to do that, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not going to run that this, was... bro. Like, that's that. And, uh... and the thing that pissed me off about that even more now is, like, I had an opportunity to speak at Glacier last year. And, like, the amount of time I put into, like, even my, my, it was just youth topics, right? <laughs> Which, like, you're going, like way into the details of it which was right. great i loved doing that actually and um like i was just like wow i would actually hate to have somebody do that to me right now because i just spent like hours yeah. of my time because i just wanted to do that right like i think i made like 70 bucks right for doing it which like i would have done it for free probably because sure. i loved it and I, and I actually got so here's the other thing too is like just as a coach like you never know when you're gonna run into somebody again no you don't and so like you need to treat people with respect and be nice and whatever like be a decent human correct weird um so one guy that was actually in my one of my talks um he walked up to me we were having recruits on campus one other one other weekend he runs up to me and like shakes my hands like hey it's great to see you and i like recognize his face and i was like hey like i couldn't remember where he was from um, and he's like, hey, I was I was in your talk on ball security, and I was just like, oh yeah, that's right, because he had, he talked to me after and asked a question, or whatever. And uh, we're we're recruiting his son, who's a senior, you know. So it's just like you never know for like, sure. Like I could have been a dick to that guy, and he's like, you're not going to Hamlin's son, you right? Know? Hey, it's um, Coach Wood. I sat in on him, right, right. So it's just like you never know, dude. Like you just never know. Like there could be guys that were in there that will go D one before me, you know. So yeah, you never know, man. I think. Uh, the greatest lesson I ever learned at a coaching clinic, and it was a secondhand lesson by far, and I know you're in the session with me, two two times, and it's basically like never be too big to be too good for people. Oh, man. And I remember, so I think it was probably that year that we went and we decided, like, we're going to ask a bunch of questions and we're going to be the guys that people are jealous of for talking to coaches, that kind of stuff. And Tony Sperano, RIP, was presenting, and everybody was talking about, like, how, it, like, everybody was going. And they're, it's in hotels, usually in conference centers, mm-hmm. and, yes, some rooms hold more than others, but there's not a ton of room in these things. No. And there's, Tony was, I feel like, Friday night, so then he was, like, that last session, which would have been, like, 8.30 to 10 or yeah, something yeah, like that, yeah, right? Yeah. And everybody was skipping supper or was going right there right after supper break. And I remember you and I were like, we'll just eat later. Like, we're whatever. We're we're getting there. But we walked in there. Nobody was in there. No one was in there. But Tony Sperano and this film guy that worked for the Vikings. And we set our backpacks down. And he came up and he goes, Tony Sperano, nice to meet you. He walked to us. Shook our hand. And I was like, yep, know who you are. I'm Ben Simf. That was the most surreal moment of my life. And that guy could have gave a shit less, honestly, probably, if we were in there or not. But he treated us like a human. And he, if you've probably watched a game of football in the last 15 years, you probably know who Tony Sperano was. He was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Grade 8 dude, RIP. But, uh, yeah, I just will never forget that. And then... 
15 minutes later, the place is getting busy. And then these noobs are asking about, is Teddy's knee going to be okay? And it's like, <laughs> he doesn't give a shit, okay? <laughs> He's got a coach that'll line. He don't care. Oh, my gosh. And he obviously, I learned a ton about ball from him. I mean, that right. was some good stuff, right. like, you know, just to see that true NFL perspective. But And then Eli Rashid, who I know you and I yeah. both have a ton of respect for. Chain gang, baby. Yeah. yeah. He, Shout out, bro. So Eli Rashid is a defensive line coach at Iowa State. State. Yep. And he is a massive human being. He's a large human. He is probably, I mean, he played nose at Indiana. He's probably six foot seven, still 350 pounds. He's a mammoth of a man. He is huge. He's a large person. He stood in the doorway of his presentation and shook everyone's hand that walked in and, you know, introduced himself. And then I remember, and he was kind of our kick in the ass to, like, pick it up because he stood in front of us and asked us where we were going to GA next year. Yep. And we're like, oh, yeah. And then he's like, oh, I would have thought about hiring you guys. But well, that's, remember. That was the thing that I liked about him was, you know, if you ask, like, even just being personable and asking a question yeah. that he's like, yeah, like, that's it. Like, you don't have to ask a good question. No. But just something. And, like, same thing with Tony. Like, he would come and talk to us in between the sessions. He was going to speak for three 50-minute sessions for the 10 minutes in between. He came and talked to us. Correct. Like, because we're normal human beings. Right. And we asked about, we wanted to learn, and they could tell that. Right. But it was also, I know we've also been in sessions where it's a high school coach at Podunk High, yep. and the guy thinks he's the shit because he's presenting at Glacier and doesn't mm-hmm. even give you the time of day. No, they big time you. Yeah. So... The moral of the story is no matter what you do, never be too big to be a human. Yeah, never be too big. I agree with that. That's what I learned the most of. So, uh, yeah, dude. Well, uh, appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. This is a good time. What? You got something? You want to say something? No, I I think I was going to ask you about... uh, What was I You You brought up a bunch of notes huh i i brought some notes okay um, I'm done. i don't know how much time do we have we have, we have as much time as much time Ethan as we says, want. get the hell out of here so i i have a couple of hot takes okay i want to get my hot takes out there okay so my first thing was on the jersey piece on the jersey on, well you talked about jerseys with jeff yeah and how jeff was just ripping on people for buying jerseys yeah i know i've got a line i've got a line jeff hit me up with this dude my line is you can't buy a jersey of somebody that's younger than you. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I'm not going to go out there and buy a J.K. Dobbins jersey. Like, because he's a child. It's not for me. Like, right. I'll buy an Alan Page jersey. Sure. Or I'll buy a Dan Marino jersey. Yeah. But you can't buy a jersey of somebody that's younger than you. That's, that's uh, my that's rule. That's fair. Uh, so, <laughs> do you that, ever listen to Bustin' with the Boys at all? Uh-uh. <laughs> so, Taylor Lewan, who. Oh my god! He's he's I've been in his yes. DMs a couple times trying to get him on here. Have he's you? Sc- he's Scottsdale guy. He lives down here. Oh, I he's love here. I love that dude. Uh, so he says, and if you go back to like the first, you know, no free shout outs, but uh, shout out busting with the boys. If you go back to some of their first episodes, it, his big thing he hated when he sees people wearing seventy seven jerseys. Really? And he says, if you buy my jersey, I get a fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no way yeah dude. that's this thing that i might he, buy it just for that it's hilarious <laughs> because he's one of the best 
the left tackles Dude, in the NFL, right? Yeah, he's I love in, that guy. He's probably yeah. one of the more well-known players in the NFL, and he well, plays offensive line. He's a great personality. And that dude just rips beers. Yeah. No, it's just hilarious. But that that's his motto on it. If you, whoever's jersey you buy, they get a fuck you. Uh, I, that is a very, very, that's a hotter take. Than that's a hot mind. take. Um, I'm, I'm into that, though. I like that take. That's hilarious. Uh, my other hot take's going to be, dude, I love it when people name their pets regular people names. Like Dave. Like Dave. I've got a friend. She has a bunch of animals, right? She has a turtle, a tortoise, things like size of a big watermelon. His name's Steven. 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 Nice. And then she's got a dog. His name's Frank. Like, I just love that. And then you know my dog's name. Holly. Hollywood. Her full name's Hollywood. Like, that's that's an all-time name. Like, uh, it's got to be, dude. Taylor Catava's mom is Hollywood. That's her maiden name. No way. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. You're not related, but. Dude, shout out Taylor, dude. I, I want to meet you, bro. Yeah, I, you're, sure. you're one of the greatest people I've never met, for real. Uh, like, but, yeah, no, that's uh, that's funny. Uh, I love that because I, I remember you wanted to name a daughter that once. Well, dude, that was the thing is like I wanted to name a daughter that once and, you know, whatever. Didn't work is what it is. Yeah. But it's just know, funny. Now I at least have. You have a Hollywood. I have a Hollywood. Yeah. Like we, we, had, we actually had a dog growing up that was Hollywood. and You that, did? Yeah, we oh. did. So she, I think she was a black lab or something like that. And so I was like, dude. And Holly's, I mean, she's not the best dog ever, allegedly. But she's the I best. She's the best dog I've ever had, dude. She yeah. literally she she loves a good crotch too. I'm into most that. of them do. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the Holly also sheds like a mo, and she thinks that she's a lap dog. Oh, she is the biggest lap dog I've ever met. Yeah, um, eighty five pound lab that literally just lays on you. Oh, dude, and she she will shed probably a full coat that you oh, could wear for at sure. any moment in time. She'll touch you. And you could walk out and still be yeah warm in a Minnesota winter for like sure. You'd be golden for sure. Um, no, I'm into that. I'm into that. That's good stuff. What else you got? What else do I got? Yeah, I've got some good stuff in here. Bring the heat. Oh, bring the heat. So okay, so I need a hot take from you. Oh on boy. This. Okay. Okay. She's a nine. Yeah. But she smokes cigs. Negative ten. Just kidding. Uh, one of my favorite songs is uh, "Girls Who Smoke" by Jameson Rogers. It's banger. Listen to it. It's solid. I shouldn't say one of my. I, I think like every time I hear a song that I like, I say one of my favorite songs. Yeah. But I don't know where it ranks on the list. Probably about fifty-five. Yeah. But it's a good tune. Uh, yeah, I mean, never like hated it. I mean, it's not like uh, something I seek. But yeah, probably like a three. But I, yeah. I could handle it, depending. Ugh. Dude, I, I, I never... If Ton picked it up tomorrow, I probably wouldn't be like, okay, we're done. Oh, man. I, Dude, it's definitely like a one or a zero for me. No, that's fair. Like, I just... I I know, like, you got the whole chaw thing, is what it is. Yeah. I had a hot I had a hot stint one summer chawing, but, like, outside of that, never. Um, So, like, I just... The whole smoking thing is just nasty dude like yeah. i'll like i'll rip a cigar like i'll i'll take a good cuban or yeah no i mean whatever. for sure who doesn't love a cigar right but like the whole smoking thing is just like it ruins like your house your car that's just it like all of it dude. Um, like 
I know a lot of people that smoke and have smoked. And honestly, it's so wild to me now to see, like, be at a bar and see young people smoking. Right. Like, if they're in a jewel or, like, especially right. out here, like, a, a weed pen or whatever, like. Right. It, Get after you don't even you, know. you don't even pat an eye. Yeah, you do you, baby. But when I see somebody smoking, it's like people still do that. Like, right. I feel like if you're not, I'll just say 50. Right. And older, like I do feel like that's such a, like an old man's game, but it is, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, I still, I'm still putting lippers in. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, it's something I enjoy. I, I'm not, I mean, yeah, whatever. It's not like drinking yeah. beer, but everybody's got something they enjoy, and it's just, uh, it's not like I do heroin. I yeah. chew grizzly straight, so yeah. I mean, it's close. No, you know, I, I think. Uh, Ton's definitely the first girl I've ever like been around been that comfortable. Yeah. freak out. Um, but she also just lets me be me. Dude, and I just I've never I ain't no soy boy bitch. You I mean a little bit, but okay. I dude I just have never liked the taste of chewing. Like I there was Yeah, one, no, it smells terrible. Like oh. there's even times like I mean yeah, you've probably smelled a, a, a spit jar, a, you know, dip spit can in the middle of summer. Like, oh, there's dude. nothing worse. No. Yeah. The the one time I was chewing, and me and me and Tom, well, shout, Tom, out Tom shout out Tom Hollis, love you, buddy. We were drinking beers at my buddy Dylan Nelson's house in Freeborn, Minnesota. Shout out Google Freeborn. That. Yeah. Freeborn, Minnesota. I think we were. We should start a pod timeout. He got 10 minutes to name as many. Minnesota towns with a population of 2,000 or less. Or less. Oh, my gosh. That would be awesome, actually. I bet I'd do I could, good. I could crush. I, I, think I so could too. run through southern, northern oh, middle I, yeah. of the state. Like, I'm good, man. Basically, yeah. Um, but so we're, we're sitting there drinking beers. Actually, no. Here's what happened. We've, you were 21, though, right? We were allegedly 21 yeah, at the time. Okay. We bought a 30 rack, and it was- In free, Iowa? No, in, in Freeborn, Minnesota. How? No, we- Bought, yeah, but how'd you get a thirty? That's my question. I don't, I don't remember. I didn't care about who got it for you or what happened yeah, or where it we came bought, from. We we got a thirty rack. I I don't remember who it was from, but the beers were frozen. Nice. So we had to let them thaw out. So we were like, "What are we gonna do?" And Tom was like, "Let's chew." I was like, "Sick." Yeah. So I he gave me a dip. I I ripped it in. Yeah. And GPU. No, I I passed away. On a chair, like I literally. Just if you don't know away. Matthew Wood, the <laughs> that is Matthews. I like passed out. I passed yeah. away. Yeah. Uh, I got home the other day from work, and this guy was taking a nap in my spare bedroom, <laughs> and he never even moved. I went in there like three, four times to grab different things, and he never moved once. And then I told Don, I was like, "He's gonna come out here and say sorry, I passed away," and that's exactly <laughs> what he did. No, dude, that's one of my favorite things is to like throw in. Like sayings that aren't at all true about what you're doing, correct? And make it like feel like it works. Sorry, I RIP. Anyways, yeah. back to your thirty rack. So yeah, we bought thirty rack. A bush of I think it was I think it was hams. Shout out. To oh, okay, hams. yeah, that's fair. And it ripped, and we're we're doing great. And um, and I threw in a, a lipper. Nice. And I almost threw up. I just passed away on a chair for like hours. Yeah, it, it was the biggest chaw I'd ever done. Um, so, but yeah. But speaking of saying inappropriate things, I actually got this rolling. I was in Jamaica recently. Yeah, uh, for a destination wedding. Shout out! Uh, shout Harry, out Jamaica! Shout, out, shout, out, shout Jamaica. out Jamaica! Shout out Harry and Brooke. Love you guys. Um, and I'm in the pool with all these people I've never met from Austin, Texas, and um, you know. I was meeting some of these people for the first time. They were just saying, you know, hey, this is awesome, whatever. 
And that guy just caught my wave. I'm sorry. No, I love that. <laughs> love that. I locked eyes with him. What's up? But baby? he like caught it. Sorry, uh, back to you. <laughs> and so uh, one of one of uh, one of the guys was just describing like how he knows a couple. Yeah. You know. And I threw in one of these. I was just like, oh, very sexual, very sexual. He does. Yeah. And he was just like, what? He was like, did you just say sexual? And yeah. I was like, I did. And and then that was just the vibe the rest of the weekend. Like he was him, him and I like vibed big time. Yeah. If Matthew tells it. you like that's sexual, that means that he really likes it. It's, just so it everybody, just means I'm going to awesome. translate Matthew <laughs> to people because I'll just tell him something cool happened. He'd be like, that's so sexual. And I'll be like, yeah, it's yeah. usually, and it's usually over text. It'll be yeah. like, I'll, sexual. I, I, will All only, caps. I will only text sexual all back. caps i dude i made a slip doing that in work one day i was in a work meeting corporate america yeah that's good and my one of my coworkers, it was actually somebody that i'm not very close with was like talking about something good that happened on a project yeah and i'm just you know naturally over here i was just like all oh, very sexual and like we i think we were on camera at the time so did you get fired no okay no thank god yeah no okay. i've been working all week yeah uh, Shout out Cox. <laughs> Shout uh, out Cox communication. Yeah, God. No internet. God. Phoenix. Um, so, so then she just like snaps her eyes up on the camera and I'm like, ah, sorry. Like <laughs> it's a thing I say to my friends. It's a thing I say to my friends. Don't worry about it. Um, so yeah, I sometimes have to kind of, you know, filter, filter, my, filter myself at work because I say a lot of stupid stuff. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I try to, I, everybody who listens to this, I mean, probably there's me, hopefully there's people that listen to this that I don't know or haven't met, but I, I tend to say fuck a lot. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I do. You do. Um, but it's okay. Uh, it's a word and I don't think it, I mean, there's murders and rapists in the world too. So, uh, I, th- I don't think that lumps me in with them. I think people don't like it, but that's fine. I just, am, you know, say whatever you want, like within parameters, like, you know, there's certain things like that. You're just being an asshole. Yeah. Know, just like, don't, just don't be a dick. Yeah. Like that's the, that's, that's, that's the, the moral like, of the story. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. Dude. Like that's, a, that's more of the story. Right. So yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah. Anyways, just be authentic. Say what yeah. you want, even at work. Yeah, if you want to say something cool happens at work, and yeah. you want to say that's sexual, do it. Yeah. See what happens. Pull the trigger. See what happens. Record it. Let, Let us know. Yeah. Send it into the pod. Yeah. Send it in. Let me G-P-Y-N-M see. Gpynmpod at gmail.com. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Let's let's get some live vids. Yeah. That happens. Let's do it. World star. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, they gave us a, a time warning, so. Yeah, I appreciate good. you. No, I appreciate you. Be you. You have me on, man. And yeah, no, I mean, we had to make it happen. Yeah, I'm super pumped with everything that you're doing, dude. Thanks, like, that you're, means a lot. You're doing exactly what I would imagine, and like, you're just you are the greatest person I've ever met. So thanks, like, so. love you, brother. You're you're introducing a lot of people, new people, but you are the greatest person that people have met, and I think that's where this is all going to start, and it's going to blow up. Boom! And I love you, man. Love you too, brother. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, that means a lot. I'm going to cry like a little bitch, not really. Uh, no, but uh, thank you so much. Appreciate you for coming down, spending time with us. Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of like my next step is in between, like not necessarily filler guests, but uh, you know, I want people to meet the people that I truly think are great. Right. Like, you know, people that I genuinely love and, uh, yeah, man. So, uh, there's been a few and so, yeah, uh, yeah, we got a long ways to go. So anyways, appreciate you brother. Love you. Uh, it was fun. Uh, solid hour and two minutes. That's, that's pretty good. We rip baby. We rip. That's like, can I, can I do the, 
like. Yeah, you could do it. Unsubscribe, rate five stars, unsubscribe, or resubscribe again. Yeah. Like, comment, share, comment, share, baby. Yeah, appreciate y'all for listening. Don said I got to come up with better things to say when we get off there. That is literally my favorite thing that I listen to. No, I to know, but not that part. Like, I wanted to be like. Stay classy, San Diego. But uh, hey, I guess if you're listening live, which no one is, we're going to Grimaldi's. So thanks for listening, everybody.